the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening, everybody. It's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a fantastic show for you tonight. Some of the usual crash to, easy for me to say, usual news and notes to get to. Craft Beer guests that are going to be joining me this hour. Uh, but first, how can you follow me? Very simple. On Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at AlbertG at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. And you can find all the shows on those two platforms. Before I get to the guests, though, how great is this song from Stone Sour? This is Witness Trees, right? This is from their new album, Hydrograd. And I just got an opportunity to see them this past Thursday night uh, down at the PNC Bank Art Center in beautiful Homedale, New Jersey. They opened for uh, Corn. What a fantastic night I had with my best friend, Mark, and uh, Ro- Robin... Uh, it was a good friend of mine. She lives in, as we like to call it, uh, we live in Lower Clark. She lives in Upper Rawway. We like to make some jokes about these things, uh, but we don't live too far from one another. And anyway, Robin is a huge fan of Stone Sour and of Slipknot. Uh, long story short, my neighbor Jeannie was supposed to go to the concert. She couldn't go. Uh, Robin had a couple of extra tickets, wanted to know if I, w- I wanted to go. So my friend and I, uh, Mark and I, we ended up going to the show. And boy, let me tell you something. Stone Sour does not disappoint. Corey Taylor has an amazing voice. And it's great because Slipknot is a great thrash band. And then he got, he does this, Corey Taylor has this metal band, which is Stone Sour. And the songs couldn't be complete. I mean, they're so different vocally, everything, and I'll tell you, this guy just knocks it out of the park, uh, respects metal from the old days when we were listening in the 70s and 80s. This guy really just does an amazing job. What a set of pipes on this guy, and what a fantastic show it was at PNC Bank Art Center this past Thursday night down in Homedale, New Jersey. So, Robin, thank you very much for the tickets. Mark, my boy, we have a great time. We always have a great time. I mean, come on. We did Farner and uh, Cheap Trick and uh, Jason Bonham's band the week before, the weekend before. It was just awesome. This is what it's all about in the summertime, man. It's about great music, the beautiful weather, uh, some great craft beers, and just chilling out in the weather and listening to some fantastic music. That is what it's all about, folks. Anyway, our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, uh, right here on AM 970, The Answer. First up, Eric Hernandez. He's the head brewer at Coney Island Brewery. They're right on Surf Avenue in the Great Borough of Brooklyn, New York. Lots of stuff to get into with Eric. That's coming up in about 10 minutes. At the bottom of the hour, Joe Brugos. He's one of the owners of Rock City Brewing. What is Rock City Brewing? Very simply. It's the, the only way you're going to drink their beer is if you head down to St. Thomas on the Virgin Islands. Joe will talk with me about how the brewery got started and so much more. That's coming up in about 20 minutes from now. And it's an interesting story uh, on how I got connected with this brewery. A good friend of mine, uh, Melissa, her sister... 
uh, Erica is has a law firm on the Virgin Islands. Apparently, this guy Joe works for for Erica, and uh, Melissa was down there on vacation and said to me, "Hey." you got to check out the craft beer uh, at a couple of these places, Rock City Brewing being one of them. Uh, my sister knows the guy. You know, one thing led to another. Boom. Uh, we got the interview. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a great story. And let me tell you something. We had on uh, Colin Presby uh, a few, about a month ago. And what a great job he does as the brewmaster on a, on a cruise ship. But being on an island and brewing beer, man, if that's not a dream job for some people, I don't know what is. <laughs> I mean, really. So let's get into some news and notes here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Lots to get to. And uh, two of San Diego's most respected and award-winning independent craft breweries joining forces uh, to deliver beer, uh, more beer to thirsty fans. So apparently Coronado Brewing will acquire a majority share in Monkey Paw Brewing Company. Uh, Monkey Paw I've not heard of. Uh, the move allows Monkey Paw to share in Coronado, Coronado's resources, further developing their brand while simultaneously maintaining the independence, integrity, and quality that Monkey Paw has become known for. Uh, this, uh, the acquisition is supposed to be closing uh, on or about September 1st of this year. Uh, it's an undisclosed amount. So basically the partnership is going to let uh, Monkey Paw bring more of its beer to fans throughout Coronado's distribution footprint. So they'll be out uh, in the United States, uh, in the rest of the United States, as well as uh, California. Uh, they're going to grow this organically. Coronado is going to work with Monkey Paw to expand draft accounts, refresh its branding, and increase off-premise uh, distribution. Uh, Coronado's move to acquire Monkey Paw. Now, this again, we've talked about this before. It comes at a time many regional breweries experiencing declining sales. They're trying to get more bang for their buck, and maybe this is some of the ways uh, that they can partner up. If you want more information, just go to Coronado's website or monkeypawbrewing.com uh, for more info on this sale. I, I'm intrigued because I'm heading out to California at the end of this year, San Diego specifically, uh, with my wife for a little vacation. And I definitely want to check out – now, obviously, I'm going to be going to Coronado. But I also want to check out Monkey Paw, too. So hopefully by the time I get out there, maybe they'll have some of their beers uh, in their brew pub and, uh, you know, would like to, to sample some of their stuff and – you know, see what uh, what all the buzz is about. And, and unfortunately, this weekend happens to be Coronado's 21st anniversary, which we're going to get into with uh, Suds and Duds later on in the program. They did send me uh, the, uh, a can of their 21st uh, anniversary. Uh, they did invite me out to the uh, to the party. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it, but I really appreciate it. But I am going to be out there by the end of this year. So I'll report back to you on that uh, at the end of December. Actually, it'll be the, boy, the first show in 2018, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Founders Brewing Company announced they'll launch Green Zebra. That's a Goza-style ale. It's brewed with watermelon and sea salt. It's going to debut next month. Green Zebra, the fifth release. Uh, Founders has brewed for Art Prize. It's an open international art competition that takes place each fall in the brewery's hometown of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, this one comes in at a 4.6% ABV and a 10 IBU, so very, very low bitter, uh, low alcohol, easy drinking, which is what the trend seems to be now with craft beers. Uh, low ABVs, low IBUs, easy drinking. Um, trying to think who else. Duclaws, uh, Lawn Dart, uh, which I just had over the weekend, which we're going to be uh, talking about as well uh, during Suds and Duds uh, coming up at the end of the show. Again, it's I think this is the trend we're seeing in beer right now. Uh, lower alcohol by volume. Uh, easier drinking stuff for people who are watching their waistline or just don't want to, you know, don't want to just drink one or two beers. They want to be able to drink, uh, you know, a couple of beers throughout the day and not feel uh, like they're being overwhelmed 
with the beer. Green Zebra is going to be available in Founders Tap Room beginning August 15th. The remaining 46 state distribution area uh, will get it by the end of August in limited quantities. It'll be available in six packs of 12 ounce cans, suggested retail price of $9.99. Now, we just mentioned this a few minutes ago about how uh, Coronado and uh, Monkey Paw are going to be joining forces. Uh, Duclaw Brewing, uh, again, one of my favorites, uh, they're on the block. They are in the process of uh, possibly being sold. They have retained Equity Partners HG. This was uh, la- the Thursday before last. Uh, they want to find new investors or a buyer. Um, they have been a family-owned operation for 21 years. And uh, in 2016, they produced 35,000 barrels of beer. That was up from 5,800 in 2011. So they've been expanding their distribution footprint. Uh, they're in 14 states as well as in Washington, D.C. And I think they want to, you know, listen, I think what, what's happening here, and again, this is just a guess on my part, pure speculation. They've increased their size. They have a 63,000-square-foot state-of-the-art facility. They're growing a brand. It takes money uh, for these things to happen, and I think they're starting to be short on cash. It's probably the we- reason why my buddy Jim Wagner, who was the brewmaster there, left. And again, speculation. I don't know for a fact that's the reason why he left. I'm going to assume that is because he left a couple of months ago, and now all of a sudden this news is coming out. I like Duclos beers. They make some really, really good uh, IPAs. That, again, they're Lawn Dart uh, Pilsner, German-style Pilsner we're going to talk about. And Suds and Duds coming up. Their Morgasm is really good. Of course, their uh, Sweet Baby Jesus is outstanding. They make great stouts, great porters. They make some really, really good beers. I hope that this is not a case uh, where, like Speakeasy, where they have to go out of business because they can't find somebody. I'm hoping that their cash flow, uh, you know, can get them through until they can find either an investor or a buyer. And, I'm, you know, I'm kind of crossing my fingers on this one. I hope they don't get bought out or sold or they sell to big beer. I hope that somebody who buys them uh, takes them in, you know, that's that's independent. I really would like to see that because they, again, like I said, Duclaw makes some really good beers and the Maryland beer scene uh, is, is a lot of fun. Definitely would like to see them uh, stay local. As we continue on our news and notes segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer. So Dogfish Head uh, announced earlier this week the seventh annual Analog Agogo celebration of Craft Weekend is going to kick off Friday, November 3rd at uh, Dogfish uh, Head Craft Brewing, Brewings and, Eating, and Eats. And it'll continue at both the Brew Pub and the Milton Brewery on November 4th and 5th. Uh, they're going to have special cask beers, craft cocktails, a plethora of vinyl vendors, food trucks, uh, s- lots of great stuff. You can make a whole package out of this if you're looking for a, a you know a late fall trip uh, to go visit a brewery. Definitely go down uh, and check out Dogfish. You can book an analog, a go-go two-day package at the Dogfish Inn. The package includes two tickets to the Saturday event at the brewery, shuttle service from the Dogfish Inn to the Brew Pub and the Milton Brewery, a fireside chat. Uh, with Sam Caligione, uh, as well as um, uh, some other people, uh, two Uber vouchers to use as you like. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. This takes place Friday, November 3rd uh, through the weekend uh, uh, until November 5th. Let's see. You can get uh, blah, blah, blah. tickets are available. Dogfish.com slash analog dash a dash go dash go. But, of course, just go to dogfish.com. You'll get the information. There'll be a link there. You click on it, and you go right in. The general admission tickets, they're $20. They include a tasting glass, sampling of eight selections, including seven cask beers, and one distillery option. Uh, you get access to a whole t- a bunch of stuff. And if you want to uh, non-beer sampling tickets, they're available uh, for 10 bucks. They include beach beer drinks, artisanal marketplace access, tons of stuff. 
Again, go to dogfish.com for more information on all of that and how to buy tickets. When we come back after a short break, Eric Hernandez, the head brewer at Coney Island Brewery, will join me. Folks, we're just getting started on this program. It focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Kevin McCullough finds it odd the FBI is using the discredited dossier to investigate President Trump. It's really strange that the FBI is relying on easily disprovable information. When you're having to use lies to bring down your opponent who happens to be the leader of the free world, you, my friend, are doing it wrong. Kevin McCullough Radio, weeknights at 5 on AM 970. The Answer. Hey, this is Michael Riedel of the New York Post. Now, don't miss my show every Saturday morning, 9 o'clock on the town, brought to you by Hello, Dolly, winner of four Tony Awards, including Best Revival of a Musical and Best Actress in a Musical, the great Bette Midler. The New York Times says everything Bette Midler does stops the show. NPR calls it the best show of the year. Get tickets at HelloDollyOnBroadway.com. That's HelloDollyOnBroadway.com. Be sure to tune in every Sunday night as Labor Press, New York's leading source for daily labor news and industry information, brings you their Blue Collar Buzz radio show. The hosts, Neil Tapel and Bill Holfeld, will discuss issues in the workplace and talk with some of the most prominent and influential personalities in the labor community. It's Labor Press, Sunday nights at 9, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as the conversation continues about immigration, about our health care system. It's all about us. It's all about the truth, wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. AM 970, The Answer doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app. Just search AM 970, The Answer. Take us with you wherever you go. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg talks health care with Democrat Gregory Meeks, U.S. Representative for New York's 5th Congressional District. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd, Saturday night at 9 on AM 970, The Answer. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. Motorcycle and car insurance bundled like macaroni and cheese, please. I got discounts up the wazoo. Yahoo! Saving money, riding down the open road on my bike, dropping fine rhymes, then dropping the mic. Assuming that's okay with the venue. Bundle your motorcycle and car insurance and save with Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This is Michael Riedel of the New York Post. Now, don't miss my show every Saturday morning on The Town, brought to you by A Doll's House Part 2, the terrific new Broadway play. And it has a new and exciting cast. You don't want to miss it at the John Golden Theater. For tickets, go to dollshousepart2.com. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. Theanswer.com. Beat on the brat, beat on the brat with a baseball bat. 
Now, if you thought I wasn't going to start this segment with the Ramones, you'd be out of your mind. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. We're on via email, albertg at nycradio.com, or, of course, go to uh, Google Play or iTunes. We're on both of those platforms, and you can do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single Craft Beer Cast right from those platforms. My next guest here on the cast, he's the head brewer for Coney Island Brewery out of Brooklyn, New York. Not only do they brew beer, but they produce hard sodas as well, and if you're hitting the boardwalk in Coney Island, you need to try them out. ConeyIslandBeer.com is the website for more info. Let me welcome in Eric Hernandez to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Eric, welcome. Hi, Al. Thanks for having me. You got it. Now, Eric, how did you get started uh, brewing beer? You were a home brewer? Um, I actually had a, a little different um, approach uh, when I started brewing. I actually started in the dairy industry first. Oh, okay. Um, and I worked, I worked for a few years as a quality inspector for milk and yogurt, um, and that's where I kind of learned uh, the reverse of fermentation, which was trying to get the um, trying to get yogurt to actually use bacteria to grow and keep yeast out. So then I went the exact opposite way. Uh, I did start learning of brewing at home because uh, I, I wanted to have a hobby, and then probably a few years later I got a job at a brewery in Los Angeles, and it's kind of been a, a wild ride ever since. So, so All right, so, so learning it from the reverse process, how has that helped you in brewing beer? Uh, you know, because you, obviously you had to learn it in, in the reverse. How did that help you in brewing beer? It helped me because they both kind of share the same core concept of everything that has to be super clean. And what, if you make sure everything is clean and you make sure that your temperatures and your pHs are correct, then you're going to create a good product either way. And what's a typical day for you like at the brewery, Eric? Uh, it actually, the good thing, the great thing about being the head brewer down here is I don't have one. It's just uh, one, day it's, one day it's brewing. Uh, some days it's uh, developing the new recipes. Um, one day it's uh, doing a tour and a tasting. Um, or doing an interview on the radio. Um, it's, uh, yeah, so it, it kind of keeps me on my toes. It keeps me on my feet. But uh, my, core, my core concept and core responsibility is creating new recipes and kind of driving these recipes to kind of fit in with our vision here at Coney Island and also helping become, having the brewery become a partner in the global community down here. We're talking with Eric Hernandez, the head brewer for Coney Island Brewery out of Brooklyn, New York. ConeyIslandBeer.com is the website for more info on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And so you guys also do hard sodas as well. Is there a different, I mean, in, you brew beer, there's a specific way how you brew beer. How is it with the hard sodas introducing uh, the alcohol to the soda to make it, you know, alcoholic, I guess? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, so the good thing about it is that it actually it starts as a core beer concept, is that you're, you're fermenting barley uh, to create this alcohol base uh, for uh, the sodas. And then pre- pretty much it's kind of an advanced filtration process that kind of uh, takes out some of the color. And then when, then we add, you know, our the, the flavor, you know, the, the vanilla, you know, the, the, uh, the sugar, and <clears throat> for, like for the hard root beer, vanilla sugar, wintergreen, um, and traditional root beer spices and then for our lemon lime we're adding the lemon and lime juice and uh and then carbonating that and then bottling and serving it Uh, now and let's let's talk about this cotton candy colch you guys just released in cans is is there real Uh, cotton candy in the mix i'd imagine that would make for a very sweet beer or am i wrong it well so the the actual uh we tried to use real cotton candy but it would it is cotton candy is really just sugar Mm. um it's just you know just whipped up sugar so that would ferment out completely 
Um, so what we did with, with this beer, it's uh, designed to emulate cotton candy. It has a little bit of the sugar floss in it from cotton candy, but the real tri- the real kind of forefront of this beer is a combination of strawberry juice and strawberry puree. And so when it pours, I, it's uh, strictly unfiltered, and it pours very, very hazy and very, very pink. So it's almost like you're pouring cotton candy out of the tap. Nice. And we, we put that in at the right time of fermentation so that it slightly ferments, but it doesn't ferment completely, and it leaves behind a pleasant, like, a, it's almost more tart than sweet. Okay. Because um, that's what the cold, the cold yeast really helps out with that. So, so it's more of the look of cotton candy as opposed to being the taste of cotton candy. Right. I, well, and I've, um, it's funny because some people will, some of our customers are like, oh, I can taste cotton candy right away. And some people are like, oh, no, it's, it's just strawberry. And so I, I think it's a, the, a little bit of the power of persuasion mm-hmm. in the name as well. Um, but it definitely, uh, it, it definitely emulates what I wanted it to come out. We're talking with Eric Hernandez, the head brewer for Coney Island Brewery out of Brooklyn, New York. They also do hard sodas as well. You can check them out. Their website is ConeyIslandBeer.com. That's the website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Eric, it's a question I ask almost everybody that comes on the program. We've got so many different breweries that are opening up around the country, uh, well over 5,000, and we're seeing, you know, uh, you know these these mid level brewers going up for sale. We're seeing some of them dropping off and and uh, get, going out of business. Do you think that we're going to see another craft beer bubble, or do you think that the market can sustain itself at its current rate of expansion? Oh, I think I think it'll absolutely sustain itself. I think that it's just <clears throat> when you're seeing breweries being bought, sold, or failed, it's just um, it it always is you know a lot. They are businesses, and so at the end of the day, either you know there are good business decisions, there are bad business decisions, but. The, that is not an indicative kind of showing of the entire craft beer industry. It's still growing, um, but I think it's also growing because all of, uh, we're kind of a weird, um, kind of a weird uh, organization. We all work together. Uh, we don't right. really see ourselves as competitors all the time. And you know, just for example, we borrow yeast. We borrow, oh, you know, hey, I need a fair grain back here, something like that. It's still very much a community. Um, culture here mm. and people will always work with each other and I mean you see that with all the collaborations and everything right. and, no I, I really think that it's just it's just a natural some you know not all breweries are going to make it and but it's just but it, I think it's just a natural business now, see, uh, kind of culture and I see Eric isn't that the interesting thing it's it's a collaboration between a lot of you guys, obviously there's competition, and that's the spirit of it. You're all trying to make money, you know, and you're all trying to grab from that. Well, maybe not so much grab from the same, you know, the same base, but you're all trying to make a profit. But isn't it great how you guys can all get together? Hey, listen, I need this. Can I, you know, can you can you borrow me? Can I borrow this? And I'll uh, I'll lend you some of this or whatever. If only the government could figure out a way to work <laughs> together, I think this place would be a little bit happier, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree? Right. Oh, definitely. And I think it helps. Uh, we're you know, especially with the rise of tap rooms and breweries too, right. it's becoming a lot more of a social culture too than just a strict manufacturing business. Eric, so breweries are becoming. Oh, sorry, go ahead. no, no, no. Go ahead, please finish. Oh, no, I was just going to say that breweries are also becoming like cultural centers for their areas, and that, uh, actually, uh, uh, you'll actually be seeing breweries that are actually increasing their town tourism value just by existing um, in small towns that wouldn't, be, you know, that didn't have much tourism, but now they have a popular brewery there. And it kind of brings up a local economy all around because of these breweries that are opening up. I would agree with that, Eric, 100%, because I think now these breweries are becoming more of the town hall where people gather and they'll, you know, they're shooting the breeze about stuff that happened during the day. But it's also a place where people in the town can kind of gather uh, you know, for information. And, Eric, let me ask you this. 
the you, you have friends, you know, maybe some of them aren't craft beer drinkers. What's the biggest misconception about craft beer that people who don't drink craft have? Um, um the biggest, um, the, uh, a lot of the misconception is that we're, we are just drinking all day, <laughs> um, which we're definitely not. Um, right. and that there's the, the, one of the things is that a lot of people kind of just think that we're flying by the seat of our pants, uh, in the craft culture, especially with all the crazy kind of ideas and new brews that are coming out. But the amount of research and the amount of trials and the amount of, uh, the process, uh, kind of development that comes out through all these beers that may be crazy, like cotton candy Kolsch or, you know, a peanut butter chocolate stout, which, you know, maybe on paper doesn't sound good immediately, but then when you have it, it's something that you're, that you're like, oh, man, this is actually really good. And right. so I think it's just kind of like everybody kind of thinks we're flying by the sea of our pants, but there is a lot of, a lot of process and a lot of research being put into all these brews coming out. We're talking with Eric Hernandez, the head brewer for Coney Island Brewery out of Brooklyn, New York. ConeyIslandBeer.com is the website for more information. Uh, we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Eric, last question from me. What are some of Coney Island uh, Brewery's new releases coming up in the next few months? What do you guys got in the pipeline? Well, we, we just uh, finished up our, you know, our cotton candy, uh, cotton candy Kolsch. Uh, we'll be coming out with our tart cherry Berliner Weiss uh, to kind of round out our summer. Um, we are working with uh, Cafe Grumpy, um, which is a local broken roastery. Uh, we work with them every year to create our Freaktoberfest, which is the coffee pumpkin spice hamper. Um, and also, uh, I'm working with them. We, I get some of their specialty coffee beans, and I make a cold brew, uh, and I do a cold brew Super Freak, which is an imperial version of our Freaktoberfest at 9%. Uh, but instead of the fall spices, I use lemon peel to kind of accentuate the dry cold brew coffee. Um, and but uh, really to really kind of bring out their coffee because they're a great partner to have with us. Um, and then we're all and uh, our freak week is coming up. Where we're going to have a few more specialties coming out for that as well. Cool. And the timeline for for these uh, we're looking at September October. Um, Freaktoberfest will hit in mid August. I believe August. I mean, uh, yeah, August fifteenth. Okay. And then Super Super Freak will be following shortly after in the first week of September. Very cool, very cool. My guest has been Eric Hernandez. He's the head brewer for Coney Island Brewery out of Brooklyn, New York. They also do hard sodas as well. ConeyIslandBeer.com is the website for more information. If you're heading over to Coney Island and hit the Cyclone and all this other stuff, go take a stop over there. It's a great little place. You definitely want to check it out, and they make some great beers and hard sodas as well. Eric, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You got it. When we come back, Joe Brugos, he's from Rock City Brewing. They're located on the Virgin Islands in St. Thomas. He's one of the brewmasters there. Wouldn't that be the job that you want? It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. What if you could have an experience of a lifetime, and I mean it, a lifetime this year? Dennis Prager here, and a timely and important expedition to the land of Israel awaits you. Make plans now for the Stand with Israel tour happening this fall. Join me on a nine-day trip to Israel that offers you firsthand insight into Israel's unique past and probably unique future. We'll introduce you to the geopolitical, economic, and security dynamics of a truly remarkable nation. Get a behind-the-scenes view into many of the places you've read and heard about all during United Jerusalem's 50th anniversary. The Western Wall, Jerusalem, the Dead Sea, Golan Heights, and much more. With expert guides and important lectures at key sites, all in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. For details about this all-inclusive trip happening this fall, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. 
This is Ray Zardetto of the New Jersey Chamber of Commerce. 2017 is the centennial anniversary of Fort Dix, one of the most iconic military installations in the United States. And this is Paul Rotella of the New Jersey Broadcasters Association. Fort Dix is now part of Joint Base McGuire-Dix Lakehurst, the only military base in the United States jointly run by the Air Force, Army, and Navy. The Fort Dix centennial is a perfect time to remember what the Joint Base contributes to our state. Joint Base McGuire-Dix Lakehurst is the second largest employer in New Jersey and pumps $7 billion annually into our state. The Joint Base has invested more than $12 billion in R&D, resulting in new aircraft launch systems and 3D printing for airplane parts. The New Jersey Chamber of Commerce will celebrate the Fort Dix Centennial on Thursday evening, October 26th, at the Park Chateau Estate in East Brunswick. If you'd like to join us, go to njchamber.com or call the New Jersey Chamber at 609-989-7888. This message sponsored by the New Jersey State Chamber of Commerce, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Kevin McCullough Radio. Breaking news. What it means and why it matters. Weeknights at 5 on AM 970. The answer. Further on down the road, baby, you will accompany me. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can listen and download to all of the shows right from there. My next guests on the Craft Beer Cast, they are owners of a brewery that is located, look, folks, let's face it. A few weeks back, we had on Colin Presby who's the brewmaster for Carnival Cruise Lines, and I remember saying at the time, he's got the dream job. Well, I stand corrected. Rock City Brewing is located in the Virgin Islands, specifically St. Thomas. And now, here's where I'd really like to be, on land, not at sea brewing beer, but on land, on an island, on a tropical island. I mean, really? Come on. For more info, you can just go to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash rockcitybrewstt. Joining me right now, the brothers, Joe and John Brugos, welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, guys, how are you? I'm good. Doing great. Thanks for having us. Excellent. Yeah, now, I, I mentioned you guys have the dream job of dream jobs for those brewing beer. How did you guys get started brewing beer professionally? Um, well, we started, uh, you know, I think like most people do at home. Uh, and then we actually own a small distillery here. And... Uh, one of the partners that was starting the Rock City Brewing Company uh, asked us to come on as partners and uh, brew the beer. So oh, that's cool. how we got started commercially. So you started yeah. with the distillery, and then you started brewing beer after that. Yeah, we we, we were home brewers originally, and uh, we always wanted to do a brewery, but we also do distilling. So um, that kind of worked well together. <laughs> now your brewery has only been open a short time. Was it an easy process with the with the island government to get it up and running, or do they give you guys a, a little bit of trouble? Uh, it's always a little tough here, especially doing new things. Um, but it wasn't too bad because a few years back, they actually had a micro distillery license that they made. Um, I'm sorry, brewery license they made. So mm-hmm. um, it wasn't too too bad actually. Everyone worked with us well, and we were working with an established a restaurant, Tap and Still, is actually where we're located. So they had a really good relationship with everyone, and it, it made it a lot easier. But uh, it can be tricky down here. But uh, this project wasn't wasn't too bad. 
Nice. Now, we're talking with Joe and John Brugos. They are brothers and co-owners of Rock City Brewing. They're located on St. Thomas on the Virgin Islands. Uh, for more info, uh, just go to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash STT. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, now, you guys have a four-barrel system. How much beer can you produce in a typical brewing cycle? Um, as far as, I mean, we, we, we typically, I guess the final, when we fill the bright tanks, we get about 115 gallons of beer, uh, in the bright tank. Um, but we do, uh, usually we do beer once a week. So we always on hand, uh, have, uh, uh usually we have core fermenters full typically, um, and then just kind of switch them out and put them in the bright tanks. So, uh, it keeps us busy because we are in a very well established restaurant and they have, uh, it keeps us busy because we, we are going through quite a bit of beer. customers, actually. I imagine one of the big issues uh, for you guys is obtaining grain and hops at a reasonable price. Is it difficult to obtain the things that you need to brew beer on the island? Um, it's not difficult. It's just expensive. So um, the main thing that we have to deal with is the shipping here. Um, getting grains and malt is as easy as calling, you know, BSG, Country Malt Group, and getting the order delivered to Miami. Uh, and then from Miami, it's put on actually a, a cargo ship and sent down here. Uh, and unfortunately, that about doubles your cost. So making beer here isn't necessarily too much harder. It's one extra step to get it here, but it does definitely increase uh, your cost of goods uh, pretty significantly. But is it, it, I mean, and a lot of it obviously is using some of the local ingredients on the island to enhance the flavors, which obviously would bring down the cost. But obviously the hops and barley is the stuff that you have to import, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we try to do, uh, you know, the locally what's made here is, is, is fruit, you know, so there's a lot of fruit. So like right now we're making up pineapple meat, things like that. So we're trying to get as much local as we can, but and honestly, it's mostly just, just fruit here. So, um, which is popular. Um, so we're working with that. Like I said, making a pineapple wheat, but as far as the malt and the barley, yep, it's all going to come on a boat. And if you th- and if you guys thought about, you know, as things go on, maybe po- possibly, gr- I don't, you know, I don't know on, on an island how cost effective it would be for you guys to grow your own barley, right? I mean, it would probably be, it probably wouldn't be cost effective to do that, right? No, no, not here, no, unfortunately. Talking with Joe and John Brugos, co-owners of Rock City Brewing. They're located on St. Thomas on the Virgin Islands. For more info, you can just go to their Facebook page at facebook.com slash rockcitybrewstt. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer now, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, there are only three craft breweries on the island. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, there's uh, Rock City, us. Um, there are. Uh, there is uh, also another one here on St. Thomas uh, called Frenchtown Brewing. Um, with uh, Kevin and Terry Brown, really great people, make great beers. Uh, and then on St. John, there's St. John Brewers. Um, and those are the three right now. So you guys, uh, you guys kind of have the open marketplace there a little bit. I mean, there's some a little bit of competition, but the, you know, you guys. Uh, do, do you find that people come to the island? And you know, obviously, there's the hey, I want a pina colada, I want this, I want that. But when they see that there's a craft brewery, do you, do do people from the United States or wherever get excited that here's a fresh beer and I don't have to drink the same old uh, Budweiser or Coors Light? Yeah, yeah, it is. That's one of the markets where we're located. It's right on the cruise ship dock. So when people get off the cruise ship and they see and they look inside the the pub and they see these you know big stainless steel tanks, they know what it is, and so it's kind of a draw in. Uh, people come in. Now that being said. You know, in the hot island, people still want their uh, lighter lagers, you know. So that's by far, you know, in a short time we've been open, has been our biggest seller is a uh, Mexican-style uh, beer that is uh, a lager, Mexican-style lager, uh, light and easy to drink. You know, you can take it to the beach all day. And so people, 
it's called we call it, uh, hallway beach lager, and people love it. We just we go through a lot of that. Nice. So, now, uh, even though they they want the craft beer, it's still mostly on the white side. Right. Right. Now, I'm going to ask each of you individually. Uh, Joe first, and then John. Joe, your favorite style of beer to drink? I'm I'm an IPA fan. I love super hoppy, super bitter beers. Uh, the floral even better in the nose. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my favorite type of beer. And John, yours? Yeah, I, I'm with Joe on that one. I like the West Coast style IPAs uh, a lot. So the, that's kind of the beer we started making. That's what we like to make. Nice. Um, so we still make it, but we're kind of shifting to get to the the meat the demand here. So exactly. Talking with Joe and John Brugos, they're co-owners of Rock City Brewing. They're located on St. Thomas on the Virgin Islands. For more info, you can just go to their Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Rock City Brew STT. Or if you're on a cruise ship and you dock, I mean, they're right there at the dock, so it's very easy to get a beer. Now, I, full disclosure. Uh, my, my good friend, uh, Melissa Kellahals and her sister, Erica, who works on the island, um, Melissa's the one who was down on vac- vacation and said, you have to check out these beers. Uh, they, they do such a great job. So I, I first of all, thank you, Melissa. And thank you, Erica. Uh, she's, you know, itching to me, Melissa, that I have to go on a road trip to come down to the island to sample the beer. So I might have to put yeah. that in the travel plans one of these days. Now, what's the you, you talked about a pineapple wheat that you guys are doing. What else are you guys um, brewing that's going to be uh, ready for consumption in the near future? Um, so right now we've got, uh, I think, four different beers on tap right now. We've got um, a multi-year uh, red ale um, that's uh, a little lighter, an ABV, so it's not super heavy uh, for the people who like their multi-year sweet beers. Um, we have an IPA we do. A uh, West Coast style IPA um, that'll be on tap next week. Uh, we uh, actually ran out of that; it sold real fast. And then we've done uh, a cream ale um, that people really liked. And uh, like Joe was saying earlier, we have the, the Mexican style lager um, that's just you can't barely keep it uh, on the tap. People are drinking it up quick. That's that's awesome. Now, my last question for the both of you, Joe, you can go first, and then John. The biggest misconception that people who don't drink craft beer. Uh, what would you? What would each of you? Joe first, John second. Uh, what is the biggest misconception that you feel people have about craft beer? Uh, I think the biggest misconception is that you know uh, they're all like really maybe uh, off the wall or really heavy or hoppy, or uh, where they're we're you know we're all styles. I mean, we make everything from very heavy double IPA down to a, a lager, like we said, like a lighter lager. So there, there's we try to make a beer that will fit into anybody's palate, and I think that's what people have. Uh, misconception about and john yeah i feel the same way i, I feel so the people who you know like the macro beers they feel you know maybe like they uh they may not like it or it may be too heavy or, or, or dark or, or bitter they may say sometimes but um there's a lot of different styles out there and we're trying to do that make some lighter beers that people who are used to their macro beers would, would definitely like so that's a misconception that uh, i feel like uh, could will Soon be changing from breweries all over the place. Start making lighter beers to, to meet that palate. My guests have been Joe and John Brugos. They're brothers and co-owners of Rock City Brewing. They're located on St. Thomas on the Virgin Islands. And for more info, you can just go to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash rockcitybrewstt. Or listen, if you're on a cruise ship and you're sailing in, you dock, it's right there. You can't beat it. Just get off the dock. Go have a couple of beers. Support these guys. The local business. They're doing a great job. And... They're on an island. Come on. you got to get down there. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thanks, Evan. Uh, yeah, thank you much, Al. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. I'm going to tell you all about the beers I've partaken in the past week. I'll tell you if they are a Suds or if they are a Dud. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Dennis Prager believes the GOP is fighting a tough battle. I'm distressed because the Republican Party is up against the greatest addiction in the country. Addiction to benefits. The drug is benefits. You become so addicted to it that it becomes impossible to change. Impossible. This is how uh, governments collapse. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 970. The Answer. Hello, beautiful. I'm Madison Reed, and my mom named her revolutionary hair color company after me. My mom taught me that women can do anything they set their mind to. Hi, I'm Madison's mom, Amy Errett. I founded Madison Reed with the idea to create luxurious, ammonia-free, salon-quality, at-home hair color that saves women time and money. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, multi-dimensional, shiny hair. I'm proud to say Madison Reed is a female-led company. From our chief marketing officer to our master colorist, we are all women and top experts in our field. Founded in love, we are a hair color company led by women, made for women. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code GRATEFUL. That's code GRATEFUL. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. Bingo. There are stories in the news that make you scratch your head. How could that person be found not guilty? Why did that judge rule that way? And what was behind the passing of that new law? Well, every weekend on our station, Champions of Justice with Tom Girardi features revealing interviews that look behind the headlines and give you the rest of the story. It's always interesting. So join us Sunday mornings at 10 for Champions of Justice here on AM 970, The Answer. AM 970, The Answer. Segment of the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, we're on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can listen and download to all of the shows right from those two platforms as well as SoundCloud. We're on there as well. Uh, just do a search. I think it's under Gatulo. I'm not I'm not 100%. No, AG Craft Beer Cast. I'm pretty sure it's under SoundCloud on AG Craft Beer Cast. So, suds and duds, the segment where we discuss is it's closing time. We're in the final segment of the show uh, where I talk to you about a bunch of different beers that I've had over the past week or so and tell you if it is a suds or if it is a dud. And uh, we're going to start off Capital Craft over in Greenbrook, New Jersey, uh, did a New Jersey craft beer night uh, about a week or so ago. A fantastic turnout. All the taps, local New Jersey beers. Love it. I love drinking uh, from the New Jersey craft beer scene. They are, I'm telling you, New Jersey beers are getting better and better as each week and month goes by. I mean, listen, there are some beers that aren't that good um, that maybe I'll try once, you know, and drink it and say, eh, it's okay. It's not great. But compared to... Three years ago, the beers have gotten a lot better, and they're not just all IPAs or uh, you know bitter beers that people don't want to drink. There are some really, really solid, solid New Jersey beers coming out. The bourbon barrel aged stuff, mm, that's kind of hit or miss. 
Uh, I spoke about this before. We were at a, I was at a thing judging uh, back in May at the uh, Beer, Barbecue, and Bacon um, uh, Jamboree in uh, Morristown. Um, and a lot of people that submitted bourbon barrel beers felt like they just they brewed the beer and then they dumped a bunch of bourbon in it and said, okay, this is a bourbon uh, barrel beer. That's not the way it goes. You've got to age these things. You've got to give them time to get going. And, um, you know, that I think is something there's a lot of room for improvement on. Uh, if I want to drink bourbon, straight bourbon, I'm going to drink straight bourbon. Don't give me straight bourbon in my beer and not give me a beer taste out of it. I want it to taste like beer, but have that bourbon, that hint of bourbon in there as well. So let's go. Uh, let's start it off. Forgotten Boardwalk. I had a little flight to start off with. Forgotten Boardwalk's Pew Pew Pilsner. Very light, crisp, easy drinking. Uh, a good way to start off the night over a Capital Craft. This was fantastic. Uh, I'm starting to like these lower ABVs right now and the lower calories. I got to watch my. Uh, my figure a little bit because like if I start drinking you know drinking all these crazy beers I'm going to put the weight back on that I lost uh, and I really don't want to do that so this is a nice way to start off the night the Pew Pew Pilsner uh, from Forgotten Boardwalk then I moved on to a Sea Cow by Kane and we'll get into Kane a little bit more during the segment they are really becoming my go-to for great local New Jersey beers they're pale ales they're IPAs they they are spot on the Sea Cow was great dry on the finish too liked it very much uh, they they really have not put out, in my opinion, they don't put out a bad beer. It's much like Carton, although some of Carton's stuff, as much as I love Augie Carton, there's some stuff I'm kind of just like, I'm not super crazy about, but Carton's consistent stuff, uh, 077, uh, you know, double X, and their boat beer, they do those things consistently well, and that's what you want out of a beer is consistency. Every time you drink that particular beer, you want it to have that same flavor that you had the last time, and that's uh, what's the most important thing. As we continue on our Suds and Duds segment here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, I moved on to to, uh, Brick City Brewing's Electric Dream Machine. Juicy, smooth, not my favorite out of this bunch, but drinkable. If I had to say it was a dud, I would, because it probably wouldn't be something that I would drink again. Um, It was okay. Like I said, it was... Just not my favorite uh, out of the bunch. So uh, that one would technically be a dud uh, if you were, you know, if you were going by that. And then finally, I finished off the uh, the flight with a Latoro triple uh, from Bolero Snort. Awesome, just just a great job. Uh, the 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 plum flavor in it is phenomenal. The guys at Bolero really they knock it out of the park every time. They really they are in. I would say, even though everybody calls them a gypsy brewer, they are an up and coming brewer. They are really doing great stuff. And you know, they had some. Uh, product issues uh, a few weeks back, but they've addressed them. Uh, they're always out front uh, on these things, and they're always you know interacting with their customers and trying to do uh, what's right by them. So, uh, Scott and Bob, kudos to you guys. You're always doing a kick, uh, kick butt job. And then I moved on to a Blondale. Uh, this is by Flounder Brewing, uh, Chief Kane's Blondale. Nice lawnmower beer is exactly how I would describe this. Very refreshing, very light, easy drinking. Definitely the one you want when you're done mowing the lawn or you're done doing gardening uh, and yard work and stuff and you want to crack one open. This is definitely one to get from Flounder Brewing. Uh, moved on to a Maybach, an Exit 12 Maybach from Flying Fish. A little spicy, nice malt flavor. I was digging it a lot. Great job out of Flying Fish. Uh, Chris McMahon from Flying Fish. Great job, you guys. Uh, it was nice to see you over at Capital Craft the other night. Uh, really enjoyed uh, chatting with you for a couple of minutes. So good stuff from the Maybach. Uh, exit 12 from Flying Fish. Then I had a Latoro Triple Redux. This one has apricots in it uh, from Bolero Snort. I love a good Belgian triple. Again, solid, spot on, 
really delicious, nice and smooth going down. In fact, my buddy Gary was with me. He had a sip of it and really enjoyed it. Uh, and I know he likes his Belgian beers, too. As we continue the Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, I had a, so that was a great night at Capital Craft. They did a phenomenal job. They did like Jersey, different kind of like Jersey uh, themed foods and stuff. I had a, uh, a catfish that was crusted. Let me make sure I get this right. It was a catfish that was crusted. Uh, oh God, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I don't remember, and I don't want to go back into my notes to look, but it was delicious. It was really good. Oh, kettle corn. That's what it was. It had kettle corn, and it was crusted, the catfish. It was phenomenal with Swiss chard. It was excellent. I knew I'd remember it. I'm just, you know, I'm a little slow, folks. What do you want? Great stuff. If you want to check out a good place, if you're in uh, the Middlesex County area, uh, Route 22 in Greenbrook, New Jersey, Capital Craft, they do a great job. Uh, Dustin and the boys over there, uh, Ilya and uh, Dan, doing a great job behind the stick, behind the bar. They are doing fantastic. Go in, stop by, see them, say hello, tell them I sent you. Uh, we move on to from Chatham Brewing. Jay Wolf had given me a couple of beers uh, a couple of weeks ago. Finally got around to trying them. A Farmer's Daughter. This is really nice. Malt flavor, smooth going down, delicious. It almost reminds me, on my first sip, it reminds me of a toasted lager from Blue Point or from Devil's Backbone, if you want to, you know, either one of those. This was really nice. And the, the, the thing that I liked about it more, fresh, local, delicious, real good. Check it out, Farmer's Daughter by Chatham Brewing. That's an excellent one. My folks, the, the good friends at Coronado Brewing, yesterday they had their 21st anniversary party. Uh, Melody, thank you for the invite. I wish I could have made it out there. I couldn't, but they sent me a can of their 21st anniversary Imperial IPA. Boy, I'll tell you, juicy, just the right bitter bite, fantastic. Coronado puts out some great IPAs. If you haven't had an IPA from Coronado, I urge you, go into a store, you see them, you see them on the shelf, Coronado, check them out. The guava is really good. Their Imperial IPA is excellent. The Stingray is very good. They make excellent IPAs. They are delicious. You will enjoy them. Trust me, Coronado puts out great beer. The 21st anniversary uh, is excellent. Love it. Thank you, guys, uh, for the can of beer. It was awesome. Then I had a Bombo Genesis uh, double IPA from Chatham Brewing. This, I'll tell you, man, for a double IPA, hot bomb, juicy, fresh. Right? I mean, just... That orangey color that you want from a from a hot bomb, that just kind of that hazy. Uh, if you're into those types of IPAs, really, really good. It was delicious. Great job uh, out of Chatham Brewing. All of the beers were excellent from Chatham Brewing. So, Jay Wolf, thank you very much uh, for those. Outstanding. Then I had a Redanculus from Founders Brewing. This one I got sent to me a couple uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, very deep flavors in this one. Malty. Very nice for a 9% ABV. It went down very smooth. Uh, you know, I'm not crazy about red ales, but this one was really good from Founders. So great job out of Founders. Then I was over at the PNC Bank Art Center the week before last at the Foreigner concert. Had a sneak box from Kane. Uh, real nice going down on this one. Delicious, slightly bitter, but tasty. Uh, it's a pale ale, but very good. Low ABV on that one, too. I think it's like a five. It's a five percenter. So that was really good. Uh, Duclaw Brewing, who we, t- we mentioned, we touched on earlier in the program, how they're looking for a buyer. Well, they got a new beer that came out. It's called Lawn Dart. It is a very, very easy-drinking Pilsner that is just delicious. Another one of these lawnmower beers that I really like. Um, Duclaw puts out some great beer. I, I hope, as I said earlier in the program, I hope they, they are not selling out the big beer. I hope that if they do get a buyer, that it's somebody that's going to keep them independent. Uh, also, PNC has really upped their game in terms of craft beer uh, at, the, at the arena. So I had a sequential 
by Dogfish Head. This was delicious. I mean, great flavor, easy to drink, refreshing, uh, nice going down. I really enjoyed this one. That was excellent. Um, I, I can't get over how good that was. And they, they also, I, I mean, I love the sour taste of it. And I've had this affinity for sour beers now ever since uh, the chemo and my cancer. I don't know what it is, but uh, sour beers are much better. And they are low in calories and they quench your thirst. They really do. It's very impressive. So nice that they had dogfish there, and I had a Founders uh, all-day IPA. They have them in big 16-ounce cans. It's nice. Not crazy about the price point. I bought two beers. It cost me uh, 30-something dollars. But, again, that's what you pay for when you go to a concert. Unfortunately, you end up having to spend uh, all this money on beers, which is why I like the tailgate before I go in. This way I have my drinks. I can go in, and everything gets taken care of, and I don't have to worry about spending you know, an outlandish amount of money. But, folks, can you believe it? We are out of time again. This hour has just flown by, and uh, time is up. So that's it. So we'll have some more suds and duds next week. we got more news. Uh, next week, actually, we're going to have on the program, uh, one of the guests is going to be on, uh, one of the authors of a new book called Let's Get Monster Smashed, Horror Movie Drinks for a Killer Time by John Chiat and his brother Mark. Uh, very cool, inglorious, four-color uh, CMYR, which I have no idea what that is, but it, it kind of looks like an old VCR tape. Uh, the book has some great drinks. You will definitely love it, and you'll definitely love the interview uh, from John. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Eric Hernandez from Coney Island Brewing, Joe Brugos from Rock City Brewing, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I'll be back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.